Welcome to Joiners, the podcast with Tim and Danny, where each week we explore the world of hospitality by chatting with its most colorful characters. What's going on, Tim? Hi, Danny. So, you know, I just feel like I've just got to get this off my chest. You know, we we did something <clears throat> for the audience. You know, we're working on this video that we're, we're going to put out with Mindy. It's a great video, really funny concept by Tim. And, uh, Basically, we were trying to film this supplemental scene today in our in our podcasting studio, and the scene required, you know, me to hit hit a bong, which I haven't done for quite some time. <laughs> a very large bong. So <clears throat> there are a handful of things that we need to have on hand to make this happen. And initially, we were going to actually bring marijuana, some actual flower. I did bring THC. Uh, yeah, yeah I Tim did. did. Homegrown from a from a previous guest of the pot. I won't blow him up or <laughs> yeah. her up. I won't blow them up. (laughs) (laughs) And then we realized that we had an interview um, with someone whose episode will will air in the past, actually, because I think this intro is coming for for a different episode. I don't know whose intro this is. Well, I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, we're going to find out. We're flying by the seat of our pants. (laughs) Um, But yeah, basically, we we opted not to have me smoke real weed based on having to record a real episode. Yeah, Danny would have had to... Have have a an interview or interview somebody <laughs> after ripping a bong numerous an hour, times. Yeah, an hour after doing multiple takes with a with yeah. a bong. So I so we left the studio. I like ran and got some some flour that was mostly CBD. Yeah, and we we got this All bong CBD. activated. Yeah, there's like a tiny percent, but whatever. Yeah, like trace amounts of yeah, THC. Yeah, exactly. So we get it all set up and, and Guzzo's in here with us making it happen, blah, 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 blah. And we rip it. Like I rip it a couple times during a couple takes and I'm not really like deeply inhaling, which is actually a funny theme for the video itself anyway. <laughs> and then Tim and Joe are like, all right, for this next one though, like you really got to like light it, inhale, make sure that like you're producing a lot of smoke with it or else like the for joke, comedic effect. Yeah. It wouldn't play otherwise. Yeah. And so the last time I really just gave it my all. You went for it. I went for it. Took like the most enormous hit. And the funniest (laughs) thing is that beforehand, Tim and Joe were like, oh, you're going to be coughing, man. I'm like, nah, dude, I won't cough. And then you got the wrong guy. Yeah. And then cough. So the last one that we did, I'm like just coughing like a (laughs) madman. And then this is minutes before our interview is, is showing up. And I'm like kind of panicking. I don't really know what to do. Like my my chest and my throat is on fire you do sound raspy and still. yeah and so i'm like kind of pacing in the other room i like go to the bathroom i was like, unaware of yeah, all of I'm this just, exactly a full-blown I'm just, meltdown i'm just losing <laughs> it and then like i'm truly wondering like how i'm gonna go through with this interview like i don't even know if i can talk without coughing what was your main concern just like i was just starting to like feel a little like panicky i guess and but, but what were you afraid of? That you yeah, be able just to the talk? pain. Yeah, not being able to talk. Yeah. Like I was just getting distracted, having coughed that hard. I was like a little disoriented. I feel. Yeah. And then, uh, but you know, long story short, or you know, all's well that ends well. <laughs> I guess the pain subsided about you know fifteen minutes. In right? The didn't I say give it yeah, twenty minutes? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, a it's coughing still a little fit. weird. But you got to yeah. cough to get off. They say. But I'm curious because you did smoke CBD weed. Did it do? Did you have any? I know, uh, and I think that that was another part of it. I was like, am effect? I about to like have an effect in the middle of this <laughs> I'm interview? About to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but did you notice any effect? Um, no, I don't think so. I mean, I it's hard to say. Other than I didn't have any effects from the secondhand smoke. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, it's worth anything. The cloud that enveloped you. Yeah, the best is when Jim came upstairs and he's like, it "Smells like smoke up here." <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, our guest, um, she came in. Adrian was our guest, and uh, she came in and she's like, "Oh, uh, like we had to explain what was going on." And she's like, "Sure, sure." Yeah. So Joe had to like show her the clip. Yeah, um, it's one of those interviews. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this introduction is for a different episode all together tell me uh this is for the episode with adam witt also known as omnivorous adam ah yes we wanted to have him on we were really curious about like his journey and how he makes kind of makes it happen on on his end yeah and just like the creative output and the schedule he is a yeah he is a content creator I guess his favorite medium is YouTube, but he's also got a very popular TikTok and Instagram account uh, under the name Omnivorous Adam, though that could be changing. Yeah, I think it's changing pretty soon. Yep. To uh, Adam Witt, which is what he'll be billed as from here on out, I guess. Yeah. He announced it on the pod. Breaking he did. news. Another piece of breaking news. Yeah. But it was it was cool to sit down with him. He's a dude with a lot of energy. When I, I listened to the uh, to the first draft of it, and I was like, no one's listening to this one on 1.5 x <laughs> Adam exists in 1.5 x in a good way. So very good. funny guy with a lot of experience and a pretty uh, pretty cool career path. Like he 100%. landed kind of a dream gig that gave him the freedom to really develop his own style and learn as much about food and sourcing as he could. Yeah, and uh, he's really turned that into an interesting channel. Yeah, and just one more compliment before we move on to the interview <laughs> for for, for Adam. Oh. Um, I've got tons of compliments for you offline. Um, <laughs> no, it's just that, you know, I think some people have hesitation with content creators because it's hard to, to suss out who's being genuine and who actually like possesses the knowledge. Yes. And with Adam, after having sat with him for, for a while and, and chatted with him, it was clear that he like had the experience, the knowledge. He's not just like some kind of BS content creator out there. Right. He's not he's not chasing trends. He's creating original content and and really following his interests and kind of as a viewer, you're kind of going along with it and seeing his experiments in the kitchen. It's very cool. Yeah. It's, he's a great follow. So without further ado, please enjoy our conversation with Adam Witt, the omnivorous Adam. Yeah, let it rip. I just think that like a lot of people, like I get a lot of questions about, you know, people wanting to get into whether it be, listen, I'm not a podcast expert. I don't know. I have, I have a friend of mine who's really good at this stuff who helps uh, like when it comes to audio and like the whole, most of the production, but, um, people overcomplicate things like a lot. Yeah. And it's just like, you, you really don't need to over, you know, throw your phone up. A lot of people do it. And a lot of people are like very successful with that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really easy to get in the weeds when you're learning about like a whole new, this crazy world of like, you know, cause media is so is everywhere now, obviously. Yeah. And, um, it's just like, everybody just wants to learn about it, but, and then they get caught up and they're like, it's not fun. It's draining for them. So it's yeah. like, dude, you just got to do what works just for let, you yeah, and, and make slowly the learn. So do you record different, like, are there different techniques for YouTube, TikTok, Instagram? Like, do you use different setups for different mediums? Um, yes, for the most part, yes. I would say... Are you ever simultaneously recording with, like, you've got a camera, a phone, and a something doing one thing that's going on different outlets? So, like, multicam, like, we have experimented with... Well, for the first part, for the first part of the Quest, um, 
like the YouTube side is a lot more produced, if you will. So it's like we have lights. I wear a mic pack. Um, I um, uh, I have my like you know my camera with my rig and my guys using it like that. He's got a little like monitor on it. So it's pretty bare bones as far as like production goes. And it's you and one dude. It's me, my guy Frankie, who's was a friend of mine before this all, and um, he does my YouTube edits and is the cameraman. He's like a multi talented guy. And then my other multi talented guy. Sorry, I gotta stop talking. No, so no, no, it's cool. Yeah. Um, my other multi-talented guy's name is Matt, and um, he's just like a complete beast on like the analytics side and just like the marketing side, if you will. He's been a game changer because we he helps with thumbnails and uh, like titles and basically, I want to say uh, like creative like directorial stuff. You know, like hey, would you run that line back like just so we can clarify the story for like what's going on? So when you brought on this uh, the analytics dude. Um, Marketing how, and analytics. Yeah, right? how different, how and, and more, yeah. How quickly did you see a oh, change? Oh, not like, quickly at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. We're still moving. I mean, so here's the thing. I like, mean, you're like quarter million on YouTube. You've got a bunch on TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, we're working for sure. Um, but so I guess as far as like the division of that goes, like short form and long form, you can think of as two kind of separate things. When I say short form, I'm referring to Instagram, TikTok, YouTube shorts, long form, YouTube, straight up. Um but they keep uh, pushing that out, right? Like Instagram's allowing longer and longer. Videos. Yeah, it's a we- they're TikTok always too. changing. That's a whole part of the thing too. Is just kind of trying to stay on top of what's good. Like for example, you know, last year, two years ago, whatever, TikTok's like your videos must be under sixty seconds. Clearly, it's what the people are liking and watching, and what's making them most addicted to their phones. <laughs> so it's like this crazy thing where they're like, oh, we're promoting this style of content now. They want people. They're realizing that, you know, probably in their many focus groups or however they do it is like you know, people are trying, are, are consuming longer form stuff in a short form, like medium. So like, you know, vertical video and stuff. But like when I say long form, I mean, literally anything over a minute, dude, hmm, it like, doesn't yeah, even have crazy. to be like YouTube 20 minutes. It's Do you a, prefer one form to another? My heart's always been with YouTube. Like I've all, so I started doing this like five years ago, six years, I don't even know. So, but like, I've always wanted to be a long form YouTube creator because I think that it's sort of like the best medium to basically like express what you want to put out in the world. You're not time restricted. You can put, you know, clips and of, you know, B-roll and like jokes and memes and like, you know, you can do that in short form and that's, it's fun too. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy making short form, but with YouTube, it's kind of where I always wanted to be. And also like for sustainability with the business as well. Like it's just kind of like the place you want to be. And, but like, I've always kind of known that and always like had like a crush on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube yeah. is the evolution of public access. Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, I love I Wayne's love Wayne's World. If it started today, would be on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, dude, for sure. That's awesome to think about. <laughs> love that Wayne's World. <laughs> At what point were you able to do this full time? Uh, so January of twenty one. So so like a couple of years in, you were full time in it. Yeah. So um, well, what were you doing before? So before I was okay. So kind of a loaded question, but I'll try not to bore. Um, <laughs> Before you I got guess, time. <clears throat> this is super long form. <laughs> yeah, I love pods too. Yeah. Pods are great. Um, so where should I be? I guess where should I start? Local, here? local lad. Local lad, Northbrook. Yeah, nice. Uh, Burbs. So North you know uh, Charlie Beinlicks. Oh yeah, favorite that spot. North Woods <laughs> energy. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we. Uh, are you from the? No, I grew up in Woodstock, but I went Woodstock. to Lake Forest College, so I know. Right on. My mom lives North in Lake Forest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful town. Um, but yeah, Charlie Bynlings, it was a place that it had come up. Actually, Sula brought it up in yeah. the pod. Uh, no, sorry, Mindy. That was Mindy's. Uh, okay. She's from... <laughs> I, like, That's I'm going to agree with Tim. Thanks. You know, so much. Oh, yeah, Danny. Yeah. These are North Shore people? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, Mindy, Mindy from Mindy's like Bakery. Mindy's, yeah. Oh, right. But she's from, she grew up in Highland Park. Right on. Um, HP. So, yeah, they, they know those spots. Um, but anyway, sorry, Northbrook. Uh, yeah, well, so, oh, I don't even know where GBN I was GBN or GBS? North. South okay. is uh, GB, GBS, Glenbrook South is Glenview, GBN, Glenbrook North, mm. Northbrook. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, I guess that's an easy way to yeah. remember it. Which one was the hazing one? North. Okay. I might, I might. <laughs> Wait, what's this hazing stuff? Oh, um, man. <clears throat> there was like, uh, there was just a major This is a long time incident. ago. This was probably yeah. 20 years ago. I was in high school. My old, my old stepbrother, his girlfriend was like the head lady. Wow. The, what the happened? Head, the head girl. Um, the it, last. You know, like in um, Powder Puff yeah, Football. Days Confused. Yeah, like in Days and Confused, it was like that, but on another level. So they're like, like beating girls with dead fish and stuff. So there's like a there was a powder puff football league, yeah, which is you know girls tackle football like lingerie minus the lingerie kind of vibe. Like yeah. it basically attracted, you know how it is. I mean, you you know you hear about these girls like being bratty with one another. Imagine putting them on a football field. Yeah. So like these <laughs> in front older of a crowd. in front of a squad, yeah, which is like whoa, that's some like modern day gladiator shit. <laughs> um, but like. Uh, but so, like, you know, basically they would take them out to the upperclassmen would take these, like, girls who want to be on the team out to, you know, probably the Forest Preserve near where I grew up. And um, they would just, like, do some hazing shit. And they were, it was just, it got wildly out of hand. Also, in typical North Shore fashion, probably blown out of proportion. But also, yeah. it was messed up, probably. But it was also recorded, like, my friend's yeah. best friend recorded on his cell phone, like, old school right. video. And that's probably one of the first, like, you know, th- oh, tech was involved. There's yep. video evidence. Mm-hmm. People are tweaking out. It's something to talk about. It's juicy. Yeah, the, new, the mean, news like. took the clip and, and ran it. And yeah. then they tried to pay him for it. And I think he, like, turned down the money. It was, like, a couple hundred bucks or something. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I were in high school, so, shit, I'd yeah. take a couple hundred bucks yeah. now. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> out to dinner. Uh, All right. So Northbrook then, did you go to college then? Yeah. So uh, Northbrook, grew up in Northbrook, uh, went to school at KU, University of Kansas in Lawrence, nice. um, journalism. Cool. And uh, that was kind of when I realized that I really wanted to do food stuff, like work with food or w- in some capacity, because it was kind of, this was, what year was this? Like 2014, 2013, 2014. So it was kind of this like big bump in like good food media. Talk about PBS putting out some amazing stuff, Mind of a Chef. You know, this mm, is Bourdain. Yeah. It's sort of the height of what he was doing. Like, you know, Andrew Zimmer and all these like I big names. I forgot about Mind of a Chef. That was yeah. a great show. Dude, amazing. It was literally like the reason that I probably became interested in cooking and I like learned about like Dave Chang and stuff. Yeah. I guess, yeah, is that where his breakout was? Um, it's gotta I, be. And Momofugo was just ripping at that point. I think it was 2011, 2012, something like that. But I mean, his breakout in media. Oh, sure. Um, Probably because he was really young in that show. Yeah. And he was like, it was in the kitchen and he was kind of like sharing, you know, all these like tips and recipes and it was like this cool like, you know, kind of like Time and place, New Yorky vibe restaurant, like kind of grassroots young guy thing. Yeah, and, not fine um, dining, but more gritty. Like elevated, like the food is badass because mm-hmm. he comes from that world. But like also just like you know how it is, like, um, and it was amazing. And I just I really enjoyed it. And I started cooking more and more. You know, you're in college, like you order out, you get fucked up a lot. You order mm-hmm. food a lot, but also like I'm trying to like ball on a budget here. And like so, I started cooking a lot and feeding my roommates and. It was also an excuse to have ladies over sometimes, and sure. uh, which was also just like a huge, like, oh, my God, you made ramen, but with real chicken? <laughs> 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 but, uh, or like sushi so you had, would so you be had an apartment. One. I had an apartment with friends. Yeah, it was actually kind of dorms. A, no, no. So I couldn't in the dorms. But then, like, you know, sophomore year, moved out with some friends, junior year, senior year, so on. And um, so, you know, my mom got me the Momofuku cookbook for, uh, no, oh, man, she got me two. Danny Bowen's uh, Mission Chinese. Yeah, nice. And um, and then the Momofuku cookbook. And um, I was just kind of like really into it, flipping around. Like I read the thing cover to cover and I can't read, so that's big. <laughs> it took um, two years. Yeah, like <laughs> probably longer. But uh, 
but no, it was, um, so I kind of got into that and I was like, okay, like I'm sitting here like in the school paying a lot of like money to go to journalism school. Like how can I, you know, at the same time, like my parents are very supportive and like cool and like super glad, um, that they were like kind of just supportive of me. But at the same time, they're like, are you sure you want to like work in restaurants? Like that's pretty brutal. They've never worked in restaurants before, but like it's pretty <laughs> yeah. brutal, right? Like the classic trope. And I guess I had like, um, kind of like teetering on the edge of not having enough resolve to kind of fully send and just get a kitchen job mm-hmm. until I graduated um, in 2016 and took a job as a dishwasher at a kind of like upscale Mexican restaurant in the neighborhood. I tried to be like a prep or a line cook. He's like, we need a dishwasher. We can start there. Like you can do some prep stuff. And I'm like, whatever. I need a job. I'm staying in Lawrence for the summer till I go back home. Um, it was a place called Port Fonda. Are you guys familiar with that? Mm-hmm. We make their uh, we make their merch. No way. Yeah, you no do. Way. Yeah. yeah, they're like a pretty well known so KC K- oh K- Kansas City like um, Mexican restaurant thing. And they opened up a, uh, their second location in Lawrence, which is like, are you guys familiar with Lawrence? I'm not. Uh, yeah, not I don't really know no. why you would be. Like people always like, why do you go to Kansas? Kansas kind of sucks. Lawrence is like awesome. It's okay. kind of like a Madison, Wisconsin smack in the middle of like Kansas and like, but prettier in my opinion. Um, so uh, that's kind of like where I was in, in my first job after graduating with a de- uh, undergrad bachelor's degree in journalism as a dishwasher. So my parents were stoked. Yeah. How did that, that, any fun stories from oh, dude. the back of the kitchen? Yeah. Um, I worked really closely with a homeless dude named Rhino who was running from the cops because he bit a dude's thumb off in a bar fight. Wow. <laughs> yeah, dude. And, and all the, the servers were like pretty like smoky, like, you know, younger, maybe like 20 some like younger girls who would like would come back there and like drop their plates. And I'd be back there. They're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? I'm, I'm back. And it was just like funny. They're like, you're the most normal dishwasher I've ever met in my life. <laughs> no hate on the dishwasher. The dishes yeah. are what makes the world go round. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's now funny. everyone knows my pseudonym, Rhino. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Blown me up. Yeah, like didn't know it was like Cher, but Rhino. You know what I mean? Like just the one name <laughs> situation. A, yeah, when you're on the run, you don't have time for <laughs> two names. <laughs> I think he had a family too. He's like, yeah, we're living in the park, and I'm like, dude, like I wish I could like. I gave yeah, him, yeah, I don't you're, know. You're, you're <laughs> no means. I'm time. literally <laughs> the bottom rung of the ladder here. <laughs> yeah. I can't help you. I'm yeah, sorry. you know, I got to, I got to, you know, slice corn and do all that, you know, BS prep work. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, it was working with food, which is a step closer to what I wanted to do. So then I went home. Long story short, I was like, okay, how can I blend after, you know, the whole like dishwasher thing? How can I blend my degree and like interest in like journalism and marketing with food? Am I going to be a food writer? Am I going to work for like a PR restaurant firm thing? Am I going to for the hog salts of the world, et cetera? And um, I'm basically like kind of in between things, working at jobs, waiting tables at a place called J. Alexander's. It's like a steakhouse. Yeah. right? And uh Still kind of like having my foot in that world because gr- I should probably mention growing up in high school, I did work in restaurants, but like always front of the house stuff like cashier, deli counter, hostess, concession stand, everything that like wasn't really line cooking. Yeah. Right? Any fun spots? Um, there was this, in my local pool, a concession stand and it would like just be me. So I'd have my like friends come. Th- I was like 15, 16. <laughs> I'd literally like have a party at my house. Then like wake up like hungover the next day. All my friends would like come to the concession stand, hang out like outside the pool, and I would just like make pizzas for everyone. Was this at like a country club or no. Uh, no? The local park district pool. But the only reason I was like kind of like okay with it, I mean I probably had like zero morals back then. But also, um, like they were just like dicks there, like real bad. There was this one old Italian guy who just like was holding on for dear life because his like son took the business over and they like send him to this location to like appease him, and he was just like. 
I haven't met somebody in the industry as hard, like crazy as that guy to this day. <laughs> so it was like, what um, were the things that he would do? Just over the shoulder, no matter what you're doing. No, no, get out the way. No, you're not doing it right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, he was like, he was one of these. He's a classic Italian guy, you know. So and also like, I'm this like twerpy ass like you know 15 year old. I'm like, ah, okay, okay, and like, <laughs> sorry, and sorry, like sorry. I would yell at him sometimes. He would yell back, and it was kind of this funny dynamic because I wouldn't really care and he wouldn't either. And then, but sometimes it got really out of hand, and I would like text this person who hired me I'm like this guy's nuts I'm like 15 and I'm saying this guy's nuts yeah it's like and they're good. like we know and I'm like okay well fuck it's one summer <laughs> we know <laughs> yeah like, um, uh, what uh we I worked uh, I was a tennis pro at a country club in, in during the summers and and um actually at uh, Royal Melbourne if you know it in Long Grove yeah. Tim yeah. loves to one-up fancy people. fancy <laughs> uh but I I worked next to the uh, concession stand at the pool and um that was where I was, I was turned on to home run in pizza. Oh, dude, they home run in. That. It's the best. It's the best. The gummy crust. I think mm. that is the best uh, frozen pizza. Mm. I think Danny's so gonna have some weird West it's Coast. It's regional, dude, dude which of. sucks. Did you yeah. know that, dude? So my uh, like girlfriend's dad, I think, was telling me, of, or maybe it was my dad. I don't know. He was telling me about stories when his grandpa would take them to home run in, and it was like a special thing. Go get pizza with the family on the south side, you know, right there. Yeah. And um, I didn't know it was like an establishment before they made frozen mm. pizza. Yeah, like a brick think, and mortar. Yeah. I think they claim to be like the first frozen pizza. Oh, for I wouldn't doubt it, man. They've There's been around one in a minute. Melrose Park with a drive-through, so you can get what? a slice in the drive-through. Wow, I've done it. You know, so I went <laughs> at the pizza fest. I had their pizza, and I was like really excited about it. And I took a bite, dude. Like zero hate. This is not like a derogatory thing. Like the exact same oh and really I'm like, that's pretty sick. perfect <laughs> yeah I'm like, this, this is really good i'm like i really like this wow so it's good to know that you can like get it at the store and have that experience at the crib yeah yeah but um yeah so anyways uh waiting tables and i get a call from i'm waiting tables at jay alexander's you know flash forward after i graduate i get a call from one of my best friends older sisters who is also a friend she's a couple years older than me went to the same high school blah blah she's living out in los angeles and she's launching a food truck and she wanted help and i was like you know what i got nothing going on i'm interested in food like let's just like sleep on some couches and have like a bit of a like a a bit of an adventure yeah. sure <laughs> sorry i butchered the english no, language right. yeah, do it. um <laughs> but uh so i drove out there with a friend of mine um and uh we stayed there for maybe like a month and a half two months like but it was a great it felt like two years man because it was like a lot like we were learning systems it was kind of like Sammy, I love you. You're so talented. But it was like at the time, it's like the blind leading the blind because she had never run a food truck, never really worked in food. Where had the, where was the idea to start a food truck if she had never? So in she food? just really kind of like had an interest in like food, and she went to see you Boulder and was like kind of into this like healthier like you know Californian cuisine cooking, if you will. And so she was like, I just like you know this is also like at the height of the food truck craze. Yeah. Remember that movie and, Chef came out. Yeah, exactly. All that stuff, which by the way, great movie. Yeah. Um came out and like you know it was so she was like you know what i just want to do this i want to start my own business and be a business owner she's very entrepreneur to this day we'll talk about her more later but she'll come up again but uh basically um you know was out there with a friend of mine crazy you know truck breaking down uh, the truck was in van nuys so like we'd have to do getting stuck in the hills oh, yeah. like all this crazy shit honestly what like, kind of food truck um so like food the food in the food truck yeah. i would like to call it like it's kind of like this is, it's kind of a dirty word but like fusiony californian cuisine so we had like you know banh mi's on there we had like potatoes hara which is like i believe it's a lebanese dish because the chef that was working with us who was kind of like her i don't think technically a partner in the business but like definitely had honcho on the culinary side honestly a beast um kind of like made the menu with her and like would team back that side of things she would do more of the business stuff but also cook as well did you like the food 
Oh yeah, the food was good. It was really good, and we got our bread fresh from a guy next to us in like Van Nuys, and like it was good food, um, for sure. So did, did it the, did it grow to multiple like a so fleet? no no it just didn't one. grow to a fleet. It was just one, and she ended up fast forwarding a couple years later, closing the business down, but for a good reason. So we can get back to that. And we'll but get to that later. It, it actually does come back, which <laughs> is right, cool. interesting. But basically, um, so I go back home, and I'm like, okay, that was fun, but crazy as shit. Like, how am I gonna like? I need to start making some money here. I'm living at home with my pops, like. You know, I'm my girlfriend and I had started dating like a year prior, so I kind of had a reason to come back and this and that. And uh, so I did. And um, I was applying all over the place, working at jobs like for like a content mill on Facebook. And then I was like, I don't know if you guys are familiar. They were called here, H-E-R-E. Hmm. Now they're like Field and Farmer Dips. Um, they worked out of uh, the the WeWork right next to what used to be uh, Ballast Point. Okay. Right there. Okay. Right there. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Right next to PQM. And uh, mm-hmm. just like. You know, commuting there, working there, working as my server job, trying to like stay healthy and not, you know, overwork. But, you know, I was also just like, I had all this energy and like nowhere to put it kind of. How old are you at this point? Like 24? Like 21, 22. No, 22, 23. Okay. So um, basically, you know, flash forward after a long time of doing that, I get a call from my friend when I'm at this like other job, Sammy, the one who owned the food truck. At this point, she had become a private chef and had some pretty crazy, like, uh, celebrity clients, like, that she was working with. Um, like, like I don't know, like, 2 chains, Ludacris, these, like, crazy, you know, A-list Whoa. people. So she has yeah. some crazy, and she's out in L.A. doing her thing. She's like, hey, I'm sitting here in Malibu with a client of mine who's based in Chicago and, and needs a new private chef. Are you interested? And I'm like, dude, what? What, <laughs> what do you mean, am I interested? I don't know. What, I can cook, but, like can I cook? Like, you know, yeah, so I'm level. like, dude, no, I got like as a private chef or like a wealthy person who's expecting a certain level of quality, like no chance, but like, I love you. Thank you. Hung up the phone. I'm supposed to be getting a job with this company that I was talking to you about here. Right. And so I'm kind of waiting a couple of months until I get this job offer from them that flash forward, uh, maybe a month, two months, whatever it is. And the job at the end of the summer fell through, but they needed to hire someone a little more senior and didn't have like room for like someone like me on the team. So I'm like, okay, that's fine, but I'm going to start having to look elsewhere. I'm working at the restaurant still. And uh, I get a call again. Hey, it's uh, it's Sammy. And she's like, she's like, I'm sitting with the same client and she really needs a private chef. Like, are you sure you don't want to like, you know, at least like to have a tryout or like, you know, talk to her. And I'm like, I'm sitting there kind of stoned playing Call of Duty. My dad's blasting <laughs> the Bears game, like cussing at the TV. It's the only time you'll ever hear him cuss when the Bears are playing. And um, It's cuss worthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know why I said cuss too. I usually yeah. say curse, but whatever. Um, so I'm like sitting there and I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, it was Battlefield. Yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, uh, sh- uh, she's like, can you get on the phone with her right now? And I'm like, sure. So I pop a hoodie on, start walking around the block, FaceTime with her. She kind of freaks out, and then I'm like, what? And then she's like, you're so young. I didn't realize you were so young. She didn't. I'm like, I don't know what to do about that. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like 24 or something. And um, so I'm like, uh, I'll come do She's like, why don't you do this? I'm going to be back in Chicago for a week. It's in the winter. Come on in. Like, cook a meal for us. We'll talk. We'll see if this thing can work. So I went there. It was just her. I cooked her super simple food. Like she told me, she was like, we're a no frills family. When we eat at home, we want it to be healthy and clean. Uh, she gave me like a list of stuff they like. It was kind of a minimal list, you know. And um, I basically just like made her like a good chicken breast, some roasted vegetables and potatoes. And she was like into it, which hmm. is like, Got off right. easy. Exactly. <laughs> like real easy. Yeah. And she also, and I, going into this, I wasn't pretending like I had this crazy right, right. bolstered resume or anything yeah. like that. It was just like, I'm like, look, like I'm going to, I can do what I do, but like, I want to let you know. I was very open and honest with her and she was like, I think appreciated it. So we talked, um, 
we kind of hit it off. It was cool. So over the course of the next like month, I would go over there every, maybe like twice a week and cook them dinner, her dinner, whatever. And, um, it got to a point where I'm like, this is cool. Like the, I appreciate the opportunity to be able to like cook food for like money, but like I need to, you know, begin to look for jobs that are a little more consistent, stable and yeah. consistent. And she was like, right then and there, like on the spot, like sent me a contract to be like their family private chef like on a salary that i had never even like dreamt of making as much money as like she offered me do you mind if i ask how much you were getting paid before the salary like for to go so it was like two meals two meals a week i'm not oh like for the meal you know i wish i remembered uh, it was probably plus ingredients, like a hundred some bucks, hundred bucks. Hmm. I don't. So I you don't have to be an A lister to have a private chef a couple nights a week. Uh, no, I guess Unless not. Unless you find well, a twenty-three year old talented, yeah, someone to take advantage of. Talented is a little, you know. Yeah. Don't give me too much credit. But uh, <laughs> basically, so I get, so she sends me this contract, and kind of like overnight became this like private chef. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, right then it was exciting again. Like I had never made the amount of money that she offered me. I was able to begin to save living with my parents, like the family, like the sweetest people ever. Like I still keep in, I'm actually grabbing lunch with her tomorrow. She's the best. What Um, kind of like, um, two adults, two kids, like two adults, four kids, but the kids are all two or three of the four at the time were out of the house and one had just graduated college. So like older, you know what I mean? Not like not chill. That would be tough. Yeah. Making mac and cheese. Old enough day. to be a critic, though. Uh, sort of. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, they, they like my food, thank God. Yeah, um, but um, What was the favorite dish in the family? Dude, they're roasted chicken peeps. They like yeah. good. They like a nice crispy piece of salmon. Um, I turned them onto the skin on thing. I was like, guys, I can trust me. Like, try it like this. Mm-hmm. They liked it. I uh, introduced them to a fair amount of things, but at the same time, like, they know what they like. Um, the dad is kind of very strict with his diet. Um, and uh, so I was kind of... Um, Basically doing a lot of stuff on the grill, simple meat and potatoes, proteins type stuff, couscous, you know, like grains. Mm -hmm. It would also be, it would be like a starch, a protein and veg and like a salad and like it would be seasonal. And so basically overnight, I kind of became this private chef, like imposter syndrome, like immediately set in, obviously. (laughs) Like people are like, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a private chef. Oh, where did you work before? I'm like. Yeah, like food truck. Yeah. yeah. No, or like, yeah, sort of. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're like jail. Concession stand. Right, right. Concession. So like, I was like, um. So, so wait, hold on real quick. Uh, yeah. So when you go full time, is that, are you then doing breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Is it mm. still just dinner five it nights is a week? What's the schedule? Dinner, I want to say like four to six weeks, week, nights a week. Mm-hmm. And then breakfasts on the weekends. But also like I was kind of in charge of making sure their pantry was stocked with the things they liked. Mm-hmm. Their fridge is good. Their Bev situation is handled. You personal know, I was kind of like too. their personal shopper, personal, like the food person of their house. No where inspired Vichy Catalans. <laughs> oh, Vichy Catalan. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, no expired thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, Shop, like, where were you shopping? So that was another like really cool part of this opportunity is like it really gave me the time during the day to like practice and to like learn to read cookbooks, to watch videos, to, uh, you know, be in the kitchen, to explore markets. Um, I had, you know, kind of carte blanche to like get the best quality. So she was like, listen, like we don't just want like you can make like obviously the simple food but like we want the best stuff so like immediately like slagle farms all these like places mm-hmm. um publican like honestly like it was pretty helpful for that exploratory period in this like area because like it really allowed me to like know where to go for certain things yeah what are what's your is is public in your meat spot it's a little f- like so i used to like love butcher and larder Rip. Yeah, yeah. You know those guys. Those guys were the yeah, be- like Rob, the dude, yeah. uh, Rob, and then the other guy who I actually have his number. I'm spacing on his name right now. Nice guy. Like helped me out get like whole pigs and stuff for like my videos and like other like like lamb neck and stuff for like myself. You know, but um, I would also get all their ingredients from all over. So like, 
you know, park the shop market for your like Chinese stuff, like H Mart Jungbook for Korean stuff. Also, mm. Korean markets tend to have the best fish. Um, you know, like Whole Foods was right near their house, so I would go there for like salad vegetables sometimes. Um, you know, they had a couple other local markets like Fresh Market. It was just like this time Fresh Farms, by the way. I almost like don't want to tell people. Is that the one in Ogden? And- it's uh, well, there's one in like I know that there's one in like off Devon, but the okay. one that I like to go to is the one in Niles because it is massive. Their aisles are divided by like country, and they have like the country's flag on, and like they have a bunch of Whoa. different proteins like pig feet and all the, again, this isn't really isn't for them. This is more like for my stuff, but you could get really high quality things that they would like at these places, like hmm. Greek cheeses and stuff like that. So it was uh, it, you know, all over basically to answer that question, yeah. But uh, that's yeah, that's something I haven't tips. thought. I was like, yeah, the, I was gonna the say best places to shop. I'm thinking about like your podcast and like you know what are your favorite restaurants, this and that. Like I've definitely eaten around and like have like friends who give me tips and like I do my own research and I like know a bunch of spots. I have like references in my websites, but I feel like my strength might be in like where to like get ingredients because like doing what I do, it's like I'm cooking at home yeah. every day. Yeah, that's a good strength, you know. So it's like I kind of know where to go for these like yeah. certain things now, which is cool. But, yeah, an expert. Expert shopper. I hate, I hate to say I'm an sourcer. expert in anything in life, but perhaps, I don't know. A proficient No, that's shopper. a skill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Shan's made a career of it. Yeah. Oh, dope. Yeah. Um, all right. So how long does that gig last? Yeah. So I've always had this like interest in like media, just like coming from journalism. Like I enjoyed writing, not quite to the extent of like, oh, I want to be a writer, but like I do like getting funky with like captions and like, you know, base level stuff. But I also just really like the video side of things and um, kind of like the beauty of this private chef job was like I had my days a lot of and sometimes, you know, they'd be out of town for a few days, a week. And guess what? Like I would be off in like still being able to like earn money for myself. So I'm like, okay, like I want to use this time to bolster my skills. So basically like from that day of the job offer to like now, like I pretty much like, you know, obviously not every day, but like 95. 7.76% 7.76% of the time I'm like cooking at least like once a day just like trying to learn a new technique a new recipe this or that what they might like so I was able to kind of do that I was able to save money and buy equipment for myself good pots good pans no offense pops but like your kitchen was not chill <laughs> so like <laughs> what, what I, pots and pans did you get I she actually bought me a set of all clad for Christmas nice. which is oh, super nice, nice. I, super she was just like the best like a very she understood exactly where I was like in life like where my interests were like kind of like where I wanted to go and like i this job was amazing. I kind of had this like weird thing because a lot of my friends at the time were living that line cook lifestyle in these fine dining restaurants, learning a lot, building their resume. I'm thinking to myself, am I making a mistake by working at this job if, you know, I want to be a professional cook? And at the time I was like, you know, being a professional cook means working in restaurants, but like nowadays, not necessarily. Maybe like a little bit sure. And like, of course it can help in so many ways. Like, so many ways like you know diamonds are created under pressure and that's what a line is right but um so i kind of had to like manufacture that adversity for myself and kind of like set goals and like um you know learn on my own but also whenever i can like go out talk to friends eat out become inspired in that way kind of like real world stuff rather than just looking at a screen or reading a book mm-hmm. um so like i staged at elska for a week that was really that was a crazy experience <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun what made it crazy I just like being in like the fine dining world, man. I mean, like, you know, like the politics of the kitchen. Um, I was the, gr- I'm so like, dude, I was so green, like beyond like, I, and you know, David Posey, like yeah. he's got kind of a reputation for being, he's like a tough guy. He's a, also a big, big dude. Big dude. <laughs> yeah. And um, he's but, a tough guy. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, not one to of the us, nicest but, guys you know, in the industry. Oh, we don't know. I, I, I guess. Like, I mean, yeah. like that's what. And I, I heard this after the fact. I mean, like, not. I'm not like throwing shade or anything. But like, he was people like, whoa, you worked like. Is he like cool? Like, what's the deal? And I was like, I mean, he, again, he didn't do anything to me personally. Where I'm like, oh, I've, he was a super like kind of just like the dad of the kitchen. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. So I'm like, dad's your dad's your shit. Yeah. And you know, also me being so green, I was just kind of like, you know, how can I help? I wanted to like stay out of the way, but also like I wanted to do contribute, work and yeah. contribute. So it was this weird balance. And I was working Garmanger with this dope dude named like uh, I think his name was like Tyler, and the kitchen. I still talk to some of these people on Instagram, like uh, from that, from that one, like I think it was like even five days experience. Yeah. But, um, and you know, it was just, it was really cool um, getting to see kind of like how people in restaurants cooked and I, my fingernails almost came off with the amount of fava beans I peeled. How did that gig come about? Did you reach out to them? I re- dude, I reached out to two restaurants because I was trying to stage. I'm like, okay, like I want to see what it's like to like work in these restaurants. Maybe I'll like decide to go down that road. So it was a home run in and <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had, so, and I was out in, so the, family that I worked for they have a place in Malibu and um, I would go out there for nice, summers and nice. stuff it was amazing I'd like, have a car like get to explore LA like um, so it was it was really cool so I would go to this spot called um, Japanese Knife Imports out there and I kind of like was there one day for like an hour just kind of like chatting up the guy and he's just you know a lot of people from all over the country in the restaurant scene come to him and converse and he's very familiar with all these different cities and the scenes there and he's seemed to be pretty knowledgeable about Chicago and I was like oh I you know had just applied for a stage at Elska and Smith and Smith. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I got both. He's like, you might want to like not do Smith right off the bat. And I was like, <laughs> why? And then he's like, you know, I'm like, okay. So I get this uh, other, and so I'm like, oh, then I'll do Elska. Yeah. <laughs> and so I went to Elska and like, they took me there and um, yeah, did the thing. And uh, cool. yeah, yeah, both uh, past guests of the pod. Shields yeah. and Posey, yeah. Yeah. Well, both Posies. Yeah, and both, oh, and, both oh super God. nice guys. Oh yeah, too. no, yeah, I, yeah. I I've listened to both their podcasts and they're yeah. Uh, yeah, like they're they're cool and normal and fine. It was me, <laughs> <laughs> and um and so basically, I remember one time like we were waiting for service and there's this little crevice behind the Garmin J station where like you can't really see the dining room and I was leaning on it with my foot before service, and um kind of just like waiting for things to happen like hands crossed like thought I was doing nothing wrong just like trying to stay out of the way kind of type vibe <laughs> yeah. and he's like what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, not literally nothing. I don't know what I said. And um, then he's like, he's like, if, if, and then he's like, he's like, what are you doing? Like leaning is like, and then I think he said something along the lines of like, if you're leaning, you could be cleaning. Yeah. If you have time to lean, yeah, you have time yeah, to clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I like and, that. and I was like, and I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to use that in the future somehow, <laughs> some way. But uh, it was great. And Anna Posey was like, kind of like the, like the mom, you know, walking around and she was like so sweet and so nice to me. And David wasn't like, like you know, no, he's mean just to being me. serious. He was just like yeah. the chef. Yeah. He's a serious chef. And um, he's holding he's got a lot on his he was dead. Yeah. He was dead. Yeah. yeah. For that four days. He's probably gonna listen to this. Who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no way he remembers me. But um, it was a formative experience and a lot of fun. And, um, and uh, that I still dig that restaurant. And yeah, I, I remember one funny story. So like the last night of my stage, we're kind of cleaning up. He comes up to me, looks down, massive guy. And he's like, he's like, why don't you go downstairs, get your stuff and clean up? And I was like, he's like, meet and get by the host stand. And I was like, oh, I was like, what did I do? Like, I thought today went smooth. Like, you know, um, w- like, what did I do? So I'm like, okay. So I, I walked downstairs, you know, you get downstairs for like the prep in the dish area, get my stuff. Stand by the host stand. The stand. The, the host stand is like uh, the host is like the hostess is like. What are you? What are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Chef told me to come over here. I think I'm in timeout or something. <laughs> and she's like, Are you sure you're not eating? And I'm like, 
pretty sure I'm not, I mean, like I might go to like McD's after this. It's right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I think you're eating. Hold on. And so like, I'm like, what does that mean? And I didn't know that the culture, at least here in Chicago is like, you know, you stage you at the end of it, get a, like a meal of like whatever you want. Yeah. And so she's like, no, 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 you're eating. She's like, follow me. They like sat me down exactly like they would have guessed the bartender at the time. Nice guy. This is Corey. I don't remember his name. He was yeah. kind of like a buff motorcycle riding guy. Okay. I don't he know. sounds hot. Yeah, he was a hot guy. <laughs> and uh, so he like talked to me like I had never spoken with him like once and I, I had like spoken a, with him yeah. because they asked me to do the drink for a family meal, which I completely botched. It was like, <laughs> it was like a lemonade that was like under seasoned as hell and like just like really gnarly. And like everyone was like, oh, and they were drinking it and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was talking to me like I was just like, and I was like confused. And um, and I just ordered food and it was like, I'm just sitting there kind of like with my backpack, like probably like chafing. And like, just like I got to eat and it was like amazing. And I was like, it was like an amazing way to end the experience. That's, that's awesome. Cool. That's yeah. like, um, that's rare, I think. You said it's a thing in Chicago. Oh, but I like, don't know. We've I, talked to people who staged like overseas. And yeah. Well, they, Is, it yeah a Chicago, Joe Is it a Chicago Frillman. thing? Is this a Chicago thing? It might thing? be, probably. Or because, a U.S. thing. Or a U.S. thing, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I, don't, I know stage culture is from talking to that uh, to the guy at uh, Japanese Knife Imports is different in different cities. And he's like, yeah, in I'm Chicago, sure. he's like, they're dope. And I'm like sweet yeah so yeah. Uh, huh. frillman was at yeah. fat duck i think yeah. and he said he didn't get to eat there what? his was a brutal experience yeah i mean most of them are right yeah, yeah it's kind of like one of these things i wanted to do it and i was like i don't i wanted to like check it off my list i didn't i'm open and still to this day open to doing more potentially my schedule has become a little more yeah. filled up since you're but making a full-on living now yeah yeah but you have to get with the camera crew but there's also you know there's always time to learn baby yeah yeah, yeah. that's right time to lean um, time to learn <laughs> <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, a tasty, versatile spirit. Created in Chicago in 2012, the product was born out of a need for a bespoke iteration of the Old Tom style, which is the slightly sweeter predecessor to London Dry. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin carries classic notes of orange peel, juniper, and coriander while balancing on a subtle floral edge thanks to the addition of osmanthus blossoms. Its elevated proof is suitable in cocktails or unadorned. Scofflaw Old Tom Gin, complete your bar. All right, so after after that. All right, so all the while I'm kind of also doing media stuff. Like okay. I'm all I'm making videos. I've always had this goal literally since starting that private chef job to push off and make my own like YouTube channel. I've always mm-hmm. wanted to do that. And so I'm working this private chef job simultaneously learning cameras and that was another thing like cooking every day but also like learning to use my camera tapping the shoulders of friends and asking advice you know like what's like a good rig like what should I buy like what can I learn what softwares to use this and that mm-hmm. and so I'm learning that kind of all the while the pandemic happens and um, you know before that I had been making these videos all the time I made a couple of um, uh, TikToks that like kind of blew up and I had nothing else to do so I'm like I'm just gonna so you started with TikTok so technically no I okay. had an Instagram for a long time I was on YouTube and like make putting my YouTube videos on Facebook as well but my uh, you know this the classic story right um, like the TikToks really took off during the pandemic and I like to say I was part of like gen like one of that you know it had just switched over to musically from musically so I'm sitting over there making these TikToks and stuff that at the time it wasn't that massive of an app but my videos were just getting like mad views and so I'm like, this could potentially what be was something. What a lot of views at that time? Like I would post, this is a this is a crazy time for TikTok. I would post a video and like it would like, I would be upset if it didn't get 100K views. Wow. I'd in, be like, In what oh, time period? Fail. Like early, late 2019, early 2020. Hmm. 
Are you um, saying a hundred K views in a certain period of time? Is that what your question but was? But I'm talking, yeah, Oh, that, like in a period of time, oh, yeah. um, like within a day, like, oh, like damn. I would like, yeah. dude, I would post a video and sit there dopamine rushed brain right <laughs> just like refreshing my phone five thousand yeah, yeah. ten thousand yeah, fifty thousand and i'm like i'm like oh my god and like it, it was like this crazy moment so i'm like okay i'm gonna keep making these and i and then at the time instagram you know how the tech companies do all scramble to copy each other so i'm now posting on instagram i'm able to grow that account as well are you and, tweaking the videos or are you just oh yeah doing the, the same? to this day every time we shoot there's like something that could be done better no no i mean like yeah. for instagram for technical yeah, things are you just posting no the same that's thing? the beauty of it is yeah. that like they were um actually yes at first talk about how these platforms are always changing like you know instagram reels was 30 seconds only whereas tiktok was up to a minute so i had to like pare down and edit yeah. for instagram but it was the same video just now what's it a little instagram, quicker. 90 seconds instagram is i think up to like 90 seconds but i think best practice is these best practices always change like it's yeah. it's crazy to keep up with for but like the algorithm and stuff exactly and this is back when like instagram tv was a thing so it was like semi long form and this short form thing and they shut that down some of my instagram tv videos popped off and now they're i think under reels if you look at them whatever i don't know but um so that was kind of a thing and, and that's kind of where i was able to kind of gain traction mm-hmm. and start kind of like be thinking to myself you know maybe i could push off and like do this real time if like this continues to grow and and it did. And um, I think, you know, the family that I was working with, like I'm close with the, the mom and she, you know, I was, she, she knew kind of what I was going for. They were big fans, always supportive and stuff. And I think knew at some point that, um, you know, I was going to like, you leave. would have to spread your wings and fly. Yeah, and she, <laughs> yeah exactly. I guess kind of my little stubs. <laughs> and, um, and I did. And like, you know, I basically let her know I, I was, uh, I had a friend of mine who was in between jobs. He was working at uh, Oriole and had left or something for the pandemic mm-hmm. and was doing pop-ups with my other buddy who was from Blackbird. And, um, basically was like, Hey, you're looking for a job like, um, but you got to do a really good job because these people rip. And he's like, he's like, introduce me. And I did. And he, to this day is still their private chef. Wow. Yeah. How long were yeah. you Shout their private Zach. chef for? Four to five years. Wow. Oh, damn. Four okay. to five. So I'm, time. so I'm sitting there. Yeah. But I was able to, it was a cush job, man. It yeah. was these amazing people, a great schedule, great pay. I'm living at home, saving money at that point. I had moved with my girlfriend out of the house and we wanted to live in the city, but she was working in Evanston and I was up in Glencoe at the time. And, um, you know, I'm like, okay, so I don't want to be doing this crazy commute. So we decided to live in Lincoln square, which mm. is like, as you know, super North. Yeah. Uh, halfway. And, yeah. And, um, we just like, you know, cause you can still kind of get that like neighborhood feel with that sort of like Chicago vibe. You're yeah. close to like cool everything still. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like we have our apartment. I literally wanted the apartment because I knew it'd be good for filming and um we're still living there and we love the neighborhood and like i don't know yeah do your neighbors ever make noise while you're trying to film they have and there was a construction situation going on a couple mm. years ago during the summer but it was also an opportunity to feed the boys so i like would, <laughs> i would yeah. bring them food and like i would make this and crazy be like, shit hey can you be quiet yeah, shut the hell up. <laughs> no yeah. i got tight with a, a couple of them and like i was like i had their numbers and they'd text me if it's gonna be like a super loud day and i'm like thanks for the heads oh that's cool that's yeah. smart so you can yeah. plan around it yeah, yeah we had yeah. people below us but i haven't heard them since the first episode <laughs> yeah, we I, recorded yeah. here but i, was I paid a, a significant attack. sum of money to get them out danny's <laughs> danny's subleasing the unit below us now thanks yeah. danny that's a write-off so I've been leaving stinky fish in their spot. <laughs> so leaving a cush job, that's scary. What mm-hmm. did you feel the pressure to monetize your content? Yeah. So at that point I had a kind of like proof of concept because I was earning money through working with brands on my short form videos. Mm-hmm. So I do all the short form stuff to this day, like by myself, edit, okay. film, everything. My YouTube side is a little more heavy of a lift and I was I was balancing both for a long time, but I'm like, if I want to make this YouTube thing work, I want to put more like resources into it. So to this day, 
I'm like still floating that YouTube long form side with the short form content that I make. And um, what's the split? Is it like five to one? Are you talking about like revenue like, earnings? No, no, short term, uh, short format um, versus. Oh, I can crank out short forms. Like it's like super simple for me so now. Like, I, like how, I guess what's uh, so your cadence for I guess a long my, video? People ask about like a schedule and stuff. The only thing that I have scheduled in my week is like my YouTube shoots, which are on Wednesday. And I just shoot all around whenever I can opportunistically sort of like other things. Mm -hmm. um, but like I can put out like, you know, three to five videos like in a week, like if I'm going fast yeah you know? and so, are you prepping for those bigger bigger shoots oh yeah all for week? sure yeah. um i'm doing research i'm making sure that there's like so i know what i'm talking about that i've like yeah. you know a lot of the times like i'll have to like test some things like i just did a chicago pan pizza video yesterday i had a shoot and like you know made like six pizzas for that mm -hmm. had to like coordinate with the millies with rob from millies uh pizza like I go still to Pequot. Had it. I heard it's incredible um yeah and so like there's a lot that goes into a lot of these videos um on the long form side on the short form side too sometimes like it's a multi-day shoot sometimes but it's like second nature for me at this point and um you know it's kind of like my bread and butter i guess I yeah. yeah what do you find resonates most with your um, audience audience right that's a kind of a tough question to answer. I different, I mean, different mediums so, probably are different audiences, right? Like, I mean, have you done something different? You're like, oh, wow, that did much better than I thought. I need to do. Yeah, usually the shift. videos that you don't think are going to do well always do well. And the ones you yeah. think are like, oh, this video is so cool. I'm so excited to share this with the world. What's been the most uh, <laughs> like uh, underwhelming, underperformer, and then the one, the, you know, the flip side as well? Oh, shit, that's a great question. Um, the flip, the flip, I can start with the best performing video. I had one pop off on YouTube a few months ago where I had Leo, um, Spaziri. He's like this really dope, like very knowledgeable pizza guy. And I basically just got different styles of pizza from all over the city. And we tried them on camera and talked about the styles and kind of like ranked them sort of like based off the style, you know, mm -hmm. different criteria. And I was like, oh, you know, it's like a whatever kind of like video, but it ended up doing like really well. And like, it's still, you know, it's got like a couple hundred thousand plays, which for my channel is really good. Yeah. And um, I was like, that's amazing. Was not expecting that. And uh, it's kind of been all like kind of down, I don't know, uphill, downhill, whatever. It's been solid, better since that video on YouTube long form. Okay. Um, which is really cool. Um, the other videos, I don't think there's really one example. It's like I can spend eight hours making like a crazy lasagna or something and post it and it just like would flop and it's like okay shit. yeah um and then like i'll post a video where i'm like making a steak that takes two minutes biting in people are like meat the yeah. world loves steak you know what i mean so it's just kind of like and, a thing yeah and then i guess to a question that tim was maybe asking before um what is the revenue split between like TikTok, YouTube, Instagram? Yeah, it's a that's an interesting question because you're talking about like AdSense, which is money that you earn from views from your audience being served ads before your video versus sponsored content. And that can sponsored content for everyone who I've spoken with and all my friends, it's like 80% plus of like the revenue that you earn. And we're in a really fortunate time because like audiences are warmed up to the fact that like I'm not they know for me, like my brands, like I only work with brands that I truly believe in that are of a certain quality that resonate that I think are like kind of like on brand for yeah. like what I do. I'm not just like taking money, like money grabs, like you, it's a business. You have to take money when you can, but there's also this like line you got to walk. Right. And like, and a lot of people don't feel that way, but I try to like take pride in like ensuring that there's a certain level of quality that, you know, I make sure happens. But to answer your question, I earn probably like 80 
to like 90% of my money from my short form stuff and like 20 to 10 from my uh, YouTube. And the whole goal is always to continue to build that YouTube audience so that that's kind of like a self-sustaining business that pays for itself and for so the people who I, yeah, who I hire. Stuff. Yeah. And so like we're going, we're getting to a point, which is really exciting on my YouTube channel where I'm <laughs> actually able to take on sponsored deals and earn a substantial amount more money so I can give my guys more hours, pay them more, yeah. you know, do this, do that, which is like kind of a funny pivot that this has taken where that's kind of like when I'm showering, what I'm worried about. Like I want to make sure everybody who is on my team is like happy. Would yeah. there be a you know? point where you'd want to find an agent so you could focus more on the content? And I have one. Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. Um, so like that was a really big like unlock, I guess you could yeah. say is like, I would joke with my friend who lives out in LA. He manages a couple of like artists, been in the creative space, kind of on the agent management side for a while. And, you know, eventually we just started working with one another. He would, I would field emails, send them to him. Uh, he would bring opportunities in. And um, it's great because I just like push out any and all of that stuff. I make the videos, I send them to him. He deals with that. He gives yeah, me feedback. Nice. He's the middleman. I can focus on the creative side. But at the same time, like I'm, you pay for this it. makes me sound douchey, but like, <laughs> I feel like I'm a little more entrepreneurial mindset than like a, a normal, like person doing this, like my friends that I've talked to at least. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm always thinking about like the business side and how it can like meld with the creative and like what works, what doesn't like, what are we bringing in? What needs to happen? And, um, because like at the end of the day, like I kind of like chase the fun and this is really fun for me and I want to do this forever. So, you know, and so, okay. So the things that you seem to schedule are long form shoots on Wednesdays. Mm -hmm. Is there just like a running list of all the videos you want to do for long form or are you just like yes. how far out do yeah, you plan? Exactly. So ideally you would have these videos edited and scheduled and you can just, you know, have a bit of a log. So in case something happens, you're good, which we have been ahead a few weeks. And if I'm ever going out of town or one of my guys is, we make sure that that's all taken care of. But um, for the most part, I have a creative calendar that I sit with my guy, Matt, and we just kind of brainstorm ideas, what's been working. And that's been huge for us as well, because Matt can kind of look at things analytically and say, okay, this thumbnail worked because I think your face was in it. Like we should tweak this. Like we call it the branding. The branding of the video is the title, the thumbnail, the idea. You know what I mean? So it's like, you yeah, can't in this line or the exactly yeah, right. In this day and age, you can't really just make a, to use the example, a lasagna video and expect it to do well. You can if you're Maddie Madsen, right? <laughs> right, right. right? I love Maddie Madsen. No hate, no hate. But, uh, you know, um, but it needs to be, it needs to be, there needs to be more behind it. You know, like, the, is it, this, is this the best lasagna recipe from like 10 different recipes? Is this like the top three rated recipes on yeah, the internet that an were angle. an yeah. angle, a concept, right? Yeah, Something more. We are more. starting to have conversations like that about some of the joiners video content that we're producing mm -hmm. and just, mm -hmm. you know, just to use your friend as an example, um, we're trying to figure out a video to shoot with, uh, with Mike Satin over ramen Lord and Dude. Tim's always being like, okay, Yes, we love Mike, et cetera, but there has to be like a real angle to the story. Yeah. And Danny's like, like, no, no, Ramen Lord, the name can just carry it. I'm like, no, man, you need a concept. <laughs> He's like, bro, trust me. I'm like, Danny, put the joint down. <laughs> Time to get, get out of bed, man. Yeah, drop the bong, dude. It's yeah. 2 p.m. Yeah. I did a video with Mike. I did a, he's, he's great. Yeah, he's yeah. um he's an interesting cat. He's so knowledgeable about it. For sure. He like, really is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, not, he's a cool guy. But uh, we did a video on Sukayman, which is the dipping noodles. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that was nice. Kind of, awesome. It's kind of a is heavy that, lift. Is that out yet? It's yeah, it's out. It's oh. uh, it's from a while back, maybe last winter or yeah, something. Yeah, Tim had an idea, but Mike's already shooting it with someone else. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they listen. The <laughs> ramen know. videos, like you can make ramen, is something that works really well for my channel personally. So like, yeah. people like ramen, man. It's good yeah. stuff. So yeah, yeah I think the, sure he should. Uh, we should co-sign on that. Uh, the idea that I had that was 
ripped out from underneath me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who he's do- doing it. Well, we don't want to tease it. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to blow him up. Yeah, teased. Right. Consider it teased. Yeah, yeah it it's been, been teased. teased. Yeah, yeah, you heard it here first. Joiner's yeah, breaking right. news here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this just in. Uh, Mike's adding over. Yeah, no, but we love Mike, and we're going to figure something out. Yeah. But yeah, similar to what you're saying, it makes sense. There has to be like some sort of story, yeah. some sort of angle to it, other yeah. than just like, here we are with Mike, learning how to make incredible exactly ramen. and the way my process works is we think of like a general like idea and some branding behind it not really as much as like what the exact thumbnail is going to be but more just like you know what's the idea of it and then i'll take that kind of run with it obviously i'm the guy doing all the culinary stuff so i'm testing i'm checking facts i'm i'm you know adding my own flair to all this stuff the while so i have like a whole google drive set up with my team where like you know, I have like concept sheets organized. My everything's in one place, and I gave my guys like all like branded emails and stuff. So we're always sharing docs and giving feedback through that. So there's systems that I've kind of like come to establish over the years. Yeah. As you've grown, you've had to invest in equipment. Mm-hmm. But what about the kitchen equipment? What have you oh, added dude. to your kitchen? I have so much shit, dude. <laughs> and do, are people sending you stuff now yeah, too? Dude. Yeah, which is like I sound like I'm ungrateful, and like I am. It's cool, but like Run at the same space. time, like it comes to a point where like you know this is beyond first world problems. This is like douche problems. <laughs> but like um. You know, people send me like stuff all the time or ask to send me stuff all the time and they want me to put it on my story, this and that. And it's like, dude, I'm not going to just like put something on my story if I've never have any experience with it. You can send it my way if I like it and use it. Like I'll, I'll shout you guys out. I have, I love yeah. supporting small businesses yeah, too. But and I don't want to like commit without knowing. But also it's yeah. like, dude, like it's a business and like I need to save my like commercially stuff for people who I'm working with. You know what I mean? Right. And they yeah. understand that completely. Yeah, so no free but they'll still send me stuff. Well, that's, I mean, listen, if, if I really like something, then I'll talk about it. You yeah, know, I'm, yeah. I like to try to keep it as like normal. Yeah, above board. Is possible. Like, authentic, if you will. I know it's kind of a gross word sometimes, yeah. but like, you know, like it's it's got to make sense, you know? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. My dad sent me a very funny uh, kitchen appliance. It basically takes like frozen bananas and you like just, you know. A Bed Bath & Beyond appliance. I don't, yeah. And you like push them <laughs> through and it makes like banana yogurt. You can put like mix-ins with it, well, like Oreos or whatever. See, that's the type of stuff I like need to stay away serve. from. I would love that that yeah. would be amazing. Like that so real estate in the kitchen, really? valuable it's, real estate. That's right. the thing. It's like use it not that the product is yeah bad or. And good. I got my it's kitchen set up. I got space. a metro rack with all my stuff. Like you know, I'm I'm purchasing things through my private chef job over the years that like allow me to do what I do. I'm getting stuff sent to me. I'm asking for stuff that I need. If it's a little more expensive, of course, like with a deal, like you know, of a course I'll post you guys out. I tried getting one, and I'm realized I'm like I can't. It's too big. Here's okay. an interesting idea. What about a rental thing? You know, like you can rent audio and video equipment. What about high end kitchen? You can, appliances? yeah, and you can. You can. For example, I was thinking about making like a Euros video, and I really want one of those. And I live in a, where I live. It used to be a heavily Greek and German and Korean area. Mm-hmm. So there's like literally a brick and mortar spot that I pass every time I walk it to like one of our favorite restaurants in the neighborhood. And um, I'm always, I always like touch the window, and I'm like, what? That's your Red Rider baby <laughs> yeah. gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly, dude. It's like the yeah. You'll world. cook your eye out. <laughs> this episode of Joiners is brought to you by Stock Manufacturing, makers of fine hospitality workwear. You obsess over the details in your space, so why stop at your staff's uniforms? Stock has something for every aesthetic. From fine dining to a corner cafe, they've got you covered. Choose from in-stock ready-to-wear options or design the perfect custom uniform for your team. For more information, visit stockmfgco.com. All right. 
Well, shall we hit him with the gratuity round? I think so. Oh, All right. Shit. I've gotten a, a question to oh. follow up after the first one, too. Oh, okay. After death row meal? All right. De- what's your death row meal? I can't pretend like I didn't listen to your podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> I put some thought into this. Hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, death row um, meal. This is, this is, these favorite questions are always like tough for me i feel like i like don't know anything about myself <laughs> no one ever gives one answer yeah. okay so i'm gonna do dinner number one yeah <laughs> so that's I, dude, yeah. We're multiple dinners baby i'm dying yeah that's I'm, right. I'm out of here soon yeah. death week death death week baby that could be, that could be a <laughs> um i'm going full spread korean barbecue i'm mm-hmm. going brisket from sanzu gabsan banchan from sanzu gabsan pork belly from pro um sanzu gabsol i'm probably pronouncing that i wrong. saw the banchan video and i was going to ask you what's your favorite banchan um, I'm a cocktail guy myself. Okay. Okay. I feel what's my favorite banchan. I really like fish cakes. Yeah. Um, okay. I really like fish cakes. Uh, I'm growing up bean sprouts were like my favorite, like with, you know, the gochugaru yeah. and like the sesame oil. Um, so those probably those two are like my favorite. Yeah, those sesame oil good old, nice, cooling, crunchy bite of kimchi after some, yeah, some exactly. after a shot of soju though. That's the like classic shit. But, um, so like pork belly from pro, which is in Glenview, which is an amazing, like Korean. Yeah, well, we can talk about that. <laughs> Grew up going there a lot. Yeah. And, um, and then brisket from uh, Chosun Oak. Okay. Yeah. And then and then the buttered rolls from Bob Chin's. Wow. <laughs> oh, nice. I've never done Bob Chin's, Dude, but Bobby I really C's, want to. Dude, Bobby C's. I went there for my birthday every year growing up. Oh it was like God. crab legs, the select crab legs. Dude, uh, I can't believe my parents took me there. It's Lily Wang, shit. too. That was her. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, and it was just like, in a, it's, I tried going there the other day for my birthday. It was closed, and I'm like, I was, it was the January January 12th, the day of the uh, storm we just had. Uh, so it, it like they were open at noon, but they weren't open. I was like, no. Well, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Dirty 30. It's a little. Oh, wow. That's less than a week. Yeah. Dirty 30. Yeah, oh, dude. geez. You're a senior content creator dude, now. Dude, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm the, I'm the dad. Um, all right. <laughs> but, a follow-up question to the death yeah. row meal. Kind of similar. Like, what is something that you would cook for someone else to impress them? On their deathbed. Oh, you know, <laughs> you know what's uh, interesting? I don't know if it's to impress, but it's something that I, for some reason, some way, like to make whenever I have like people over for dinner. Yeah, like a go-to yeah, kind a of paella. Okay, like Ooh, a really good, good seafood paella. I love making that's a paella. A, that's a rabapata answer too. Oh yeah, yeah. is it? Yeah, I, it's, I feel like it's a centerpiece. It's shareable. It's somewhat impressive if you see it and you're like, that is. Just, I love decorating with mussels and shrimp and monkfish and like and like I. I'm, I'm an American. I put the chorizo in there. I don't care mm-hmm. what you say. Arroz yeah. con cosas, whatever yeah. it is, right? To peep, you guys ever, do you guys remember that Jamie Oliver situation a couple of years back? Mm. He made paella and, oh. uh, and, and people <laughs> were, you know, the whole colonizer situation came up oh, and he was just getting man. grilled. And I'm oh, like, oh, I'm calling this arroz con cosas. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, arroz con cosas. Yeah, it's rice with yeah, rice with yeah rice very, with very yeah. vague. Rice exactly. With and so, so I'm like, okay, like, I, you know, this is like my version. It's a lot of what you do is you kind of just have to like take a stance and like, dude, yeah, like it's, you almost got canceled. It's like, you want to try it? Like you're going to, yeah, like, you got to you know be careful. I mean? Oh, dude. That's people a good one for presentation. You get like a gigantic dish for yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, it's fun. And it's, it's at the table. You're drinking wine. You might have mm-hmm. some like, I mean, carbs on carbs. I'm getting some bread on there. You yeah. might have some like other like tapas type vibe situation. Some aioli. I like to do the aioli trick that, uh, uh, Jesus Christ, the place right next to Avec. Yeah. Avec's, uh, you know, just like dollops of a beautiful, like kind of just oh, like, yeah. wakes it up super acidic over season, mm-hmm. but like really nice with the rice. Um, yeah that's so a, that's a good question danny yeah. yeah good job thanks for contributing to the security <laughs> round you got it all right now we're going favorite time to take gem a restaurant Ooh, i got i got a pretty quick answer for this oh, good. um it's a place called lc pho it's uh it's right past the the euro 
contraption device store that I was talking about. That's the restaurant we walked to. It's right off of like near Lawrence and Western. Okay. Um, it is this this hilarious guy is like just taking tons of orders on the phone, loud, fun, ripping shots with you. The actual owners in the back. It's a family owned spot. Best bowl of pho I've had in the city. Wow. Um, and and not just pho, like other stuff too, like great spring rolls. They do this whole fish there that's fried. It's a party place, but it's affordable. It's got. It's, it's funny. Be- there's an LD pho th- on Kedzie, and okay. you're saying there's LC pho. Yeah, I, and I think it was a couple different names before it was LC pho. They reopened, like I want to say five, probably like okay. around when I came to the neighborhood. But um, yeah, that place rips, and All like right, it's, it's BYOB, great. so you're just like it's just fun. It's a good yeah. pro tip. That's a great tip. Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite fast food. Oh, uh, dude, I, I know the answer. I, I know my, you know my <laughs> answer. Eyeing, you know, I mean, eyeing. like I'm a Chicago boy. <laughs> so like, you know, I, mean, I know it's a Wisconsin thing, but like, you know, Culver's. My, I have a vivid memory of my dad taking me to get my first butter burger, and then hitting the Gray Wolf Lodge for some water park action wow. when I was a little kid. It doesn't getting, get any getting better. Getting a rabbit no. foot for my keychain. Like it was like the whole Dell's situation. It was amazing. But I have another answer because I know that one's kind of a cop out. Um, it's too obvious. It's, yeah. it's too obvious. I mean, people don't know. <laughs> like, no offense, in and out over there, but like, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, dude, the car, the chick. This is like so no frills and like almost boring. But the Carver sandwich, mac and cheese and cream spinach from Boston Market. Mm. Hmm. Dude, not a lot of Boston markets. Not, left. dude. I, I passed by one the other day, and I'm like, okay, it's an endangered species. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, so there was one right off Ashland for a minute. It still might be open, but it yeah. was definitely the saddest yeah. like place I've ever walked into in my life. But I'm like, I'm still getting. It. I ate that a lot as a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I haven't had a good Boston Market experience, but no. uh, most people I'm don't. Willing to try it. <laughs> <laughs> there, 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 there was one by uh, Second City for a while. Okay, that one's gone. But yeah, I know the Ashland one you're yeah. talking about. I don't know where'd you dude, see that it. Dude, that mac and cheese. Oh, Ash. oh, the one that I saw. This is in the burb somewhere, but yeah. I'm like, I will drive here. They're few and far between. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. rip, rip, kind of. First time that <laughs> one's come up. All right, this one you maybe answered. What's your most popular video? Do you know? Oh, uh, short. I guess on each channel, right? Well, the breakfast for long, long and short. I could say, YouTube, I could say right? this. I could say short form. Short form, my, I had a video a couple years ago pop off. It was garlic confit. It like blew people's minds that didn't know what that was. And like, why, I guess, would you if you're not really into cooking and food? Mm-hmm. But garlic is a common love language among so many people. And people mostly have garlic and or an olive oil at the house or oil at the house. And they have an oven that goes to 200 degrees. And you pop it in there <laughs> for two hours. You go twiddle your thumbs, whatever the hell you do. Play some wow. And then come back and it's good and you can spread it all over whatever the hell you want. It sits in the fridge for a bit. There was a lot of botulism uh, arguments in the comments that like really helped blow it up too. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you got to get people angry. A lot of internet (laughs) uh, food scientists popped up for sure. Um, Want to be certified. Yeah. And so like, it was funny because I'm like, I know what botulism is. Like I've done my serve safe. Like I know, you know what I mean? Like you talk about it like a bad thing. (laughs) (laughs) Botulism is misunderstood. (laughs) It sounds like a crazy band, like a, like a punk band from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it really um, does. But, uh, and then long form, it isn't actually the breakfast sandwich video. Uh, I went to uh, uh, Paris uh, later in uh, the earlier. one in France. Is the breakfast the sandwich one, one though yeah. pretty popular? Or so I... it is pretty popular. Okay. That one actually popped off as well, but I made a jambon burr. Cause I'm like, it was oh, this the whole, two ingredients. Yeah. Yes, and like I it did that. like really well. And I guess I got a lot of, which is really like kind of like self validating for me. Like a lot of French people were like super like, were like good job American. Yeah. <laughs> and that's I'm like, cool. That's a high compliment. People, from man. The, French. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> the place where you try to speak yeah, French dude. and they're like, nah, just speak English. I don't yeah, hear like I am French. validated. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's just, it was funny, but yeah. Wow. All right. What do you think the next social media trend is? Dude. 
I try, you know, it's funny you ask because like a kind of a part of my MO, it's like, I try not to be like the hipster guy, but I'm also like, I don't have any interest in doing trendy shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to make a video because I feel like I have to. Yeah. At the same time, you know that those videos perform generally well and there is a way of putting your own creative in a window of time. Uh, and then people are, and then it's played out and people are like, no, and it's, played out, and it's just like, to me, it's just dorky. It's yeah, just like, yeah. it's like, guys, this isn't why the internet's cool. And it's lazy. <laughs> like, do your own thing. It's lazy as shit and do your own thing. It's like, but then there's this other part of you where it's like, again, to bring it back, like it's a business. Mm-hmm. You And there is a way to add your own flair and kind of like, you know, um, I don't know what the word is, like a critical, like look, take a critical look at it, especially somebody who works with food for a living. I can kind of like take that angle and be like, guys, like this is how, how I would do it. This is like, like dumb. Like this is really actually cool. Sometimes that happens sometimes. Um, but you know. Yeah, you gotta uh, flip it on its head. Newest and trend do parody. Yeah, well, that's kind of like what I do, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, now trend, man. There's something new every day, and to be honest, I kind of try to. I'm like, I do not like really use social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess like I'm are you? Sure I hate to say. Yeah. It's yeah. like because like I do, there was a long time. It's like when you're starting anything new, whether you're a musician or a, a cook, like you know, you're very, very influenced by the people that like you know you watch that you like you look up to this and that. And so like there's a time when you know when you're trying to like earn like create your own voice that like it's important to get these other people's kind of like see what they do how they move maybe mimic them a little bit and then you get to this point where you kind of like create your own style and mm-hmm. way of doing things and i feel like i'm kind of like i haven't arrived anywhere but like i'm definitely like i definitely have my own like voice now yeah so it's like i don't really like to watch other people's videos a lot because i feel like maybe some of them might like rub off on me and like yeah. I'd say, and then i'm like what am i doing and then i'm like wait no like we have something great going right now so it's like it's this weird balance, but like, you know, I have friends who do this and I like to support them and watch their videos through like in a comment, you know, like, um, but dude, my YouTube feed is so bizarre, dude. Like I watch the <laughs> weirdest shit on YouTube. It's like, it's basically like this like dorky dads camping in the woods, like weird ASMR, like Azerbaijan, like food cooking where I'm just like sitting there brain dead after a long day, like hitting my pen, like, I'm like, like straight up leaning, like, not cleaning. Exactly. Zero cleaning. That's for the regular, that's for the day, yeah. but like past, cleaning the bowl out past nine hits. o'clock, baby, I'm, I'm passing, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm passing out at nine 30, 10 o'clock and I'm waking up at five yeah yeah you and i are on the same schedule (laughs) uh all right here's another one kind of in the same vein what's your influencer or content creator pet peeve what do you hate to see what are you tired of um i guess like to go back i guess like i'm gonna i don't know if this is a cop-out but like when people are when their whole thing is like trend-based when it's like when it's just people just just riding trying to like ride this wave and it's like it's like again not to sound like the hipster guy, but like, it's like, you gotta like, like you're not contributing. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? Like yeah, you're, you're, you're not helping. You're making this a, a, like a, you're making this a dump truck of an environment. And it's just like, it's like if everybody like kind of had their own spin and did kind of like at least tried in their best sometimes to like come out with like cool stuff that like, that like interests them. And like, I think the bottom line is like, and this isn't me saying I'm interesting by any means, but like people just like aren't, and it's like, there's so many people and their brother doing this you know what i mean that it's so saturated now and there's just like it's like do better that is the downside to um becoming the new form of public access is it's public access oh everyone's out there and And everybody has a phone man and listen i'm here for it i like the fact that it's accessible for everybody and there's a lot of cool people who Mm -hmm. don't know a lot about camera stuff who can just like use their phone and make like dope videos Mm -hmm. and i'm here for it like there are some people that i really dig but uh, for this, that's probably my pet peeve. Yeah, I don't want to talk one. too much shit here and be like that guy. <laughs> yeah. We'll get you canceled. Don't yeah. worry. Oh, if you, try, you sit baby. here long I'm enough. I'm still here. 
Uh, what is your least favorite food? Is there something you won't cook with? Yeah. For yourself, I guess. There's okay. So like, I don't know. Like a big a big part of like the omnivorous like brand, right? Which I'm changing soon. Obviously, you heard it here first. Oh whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa! Yeah, so your I don't mean to change? bomb your quest, oh. but like, yeah, it's gonna just it's just this. gonna be Adam Wit. It's you would be surprised how many intelligent people, one, don't know what the word omnivorous means because yeah. they probably never had a dinosaur unit in kindergarten, yeah. <laughs> and let alone know how to spell it. Yep. It's not good for SEO. You know what I mean? It's in, but one of my friends told me the other day, they're like, why don't you just like use your, I was trying to stay away from using my name because I think it's kind of boring, right? Well, you know, there's so many people just like going by their name, but he's like, you know, moving forward, I'm 30 now. Like, if I write a book, I do shows, classes. Like, Omnivorous Adam, not the most searchable. Adam Witt is my, my name is Adam Witt. It's like, it's just easy to say and pronounce. He's like, dude, you were blessed with like a four-letter word, first and last name. Yeah, like, it's a good like, name. And he's like, he's like, people will just like, they could, there's going to be no mispronunciations. Like, so I'm like, yeah, I think I'm just going to go for it. So I'm working wow. on a rebrand as we speak, when which is a heavy one. I'm aiming for like beginning of spring. There's so much that needs to be done in terms of like changing the branding. I'm working with my graphic designer friend. I'm like, you know, I have to change my whole website, figure out the strategy over there, make announcement videos, yeah. all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> sorry. That's a, no, no, that's a big <laughs> jump. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, um, that's a big breaking news. Yeah. Uh, We're going to have know. to make some throwback merch for you with the Omnivorous Adam name. <laughs> dude, yeah. I got, dude, I also left this part out, but one of my biggest uh, partnerships that I worked with for about a year was Headley and Bennett. Oh man, and if it's over. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, over. yeah, no, no. Well, it is uh, now. They were great. You're um, leaving here with stock stuff. Had to <laughs> yeah, I got, dude, Saragosa gave me one of his aprons. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. dude, it's, it's very nice. And I'm, I was, I literally thought, like, you know, next time I do a run of merch or something, I'll definitely hit you up. Did you see yeah. Jay Z's sister downstairs? She works for us. Shut up. Yeah, I'll introduce yeah, you when you Andy. leave. What? Oh yeah. yeah, she's great. Like she's awesome. M- like, J- like Hova. No, he was. You were too excited. <laughs> she's. Oh no, she's great. I met her. Oh, oh my god, yeah, I was gonna say yeah, what up. Yeah, she's so yeah. sweet. Yeah. I gave her a T-shirt and stuff back in the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, she's. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, like Hova. Yeah, yeah. We have Beyonce's sister yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> Wait, so did the Jay Z the rapper give you a stock apron or no, was it John Zaragoza? No, Zaragoza, dude. Zaragoza is the man. I love that guy, dude. Uh, he's like funny. the funniest fucking he's guy. He's so good. He like, he'll, just, he'll say things. Like, he's low-key. He'll say things. And like, I'll just like crack up. Like I, like on camera, there was a couple of moments where he said a joke and I just like dorkily laughed after it instead of like yeah. going off of it. And I'm like, dude. He's very quick. He's yeah, quick, he's yeah. So Which I appreciate. It was fun. We yeah. should circle yeah. back with Jay-Z. We haven't had him on in a long time. Great guy. <laughs> when we, when we do decide guys. to start doing <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> when we're out of other ideas. Um, yeah. But yo, to answer your question, sorry, I totally bombed that. Uh, tripe. Ah, uh, not a trap tripe guy. So here's Neither the thing: I. I like to like I I will I've been like a human garbage bin since I was a kid. I've kind of like part of my like thing is like I'm kind of down for whatever. Like genuinely, like I like most things, and that's like people trying to be critical. It's kind of tough for me sometimes because I'm mm-hmm. like I got to put my chef hat on, take off my garbage person hat. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm yeah. like I'll fucking eat it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, uh, tripe, man. I did, I've tried to eat it so many times. I got myself to like hummus when I was a little kid. I didn't like hummus, and I just mm. ate it until I liked it, and it worked. Yeah. And um, my mom had a rule: you got to try everything once, and if you don't like yeah. it, never again. That's but you our try rule it. too. And yep. I and when adults don't live by that, it's so weird to me. It's oh, very weird. So but when people are like, I don't like it. It's like, have you had it? No. I'm like, are you twelve? Yeah. Adults are just weird. old kids. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <You gotta laughs> think about that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I think Damn, you learn that more and more as you get older. Nobody knows what the hell they're doing. Dude. Yeah. It's yeah. so funny. So true. Even like the most highest performing. Yeah. Whatever. Um, tripe, man. Can't, can't, I can't get behind it. I don't know what it is. Danny, are you a tripe guy? Um, you know, it's like the 
crispy tripe at Chaparita is dude is palatable. Yeah, I'm maybe gonna, the best but it's version not, of it. Yeah, I'm gonna try my, it. Yeah, I'm gonna try it. I want to like it. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Dude, I got another kind of like a hot like this is kind of like a hot take. Um, dude, I don't like hot pot. Oh, Chinese hot pot. Like okay. In Dude, most I varieties, yeah, I just communal eating is my thing. Like, are you I doing yin yang both styles? Yin yang, baby, spicy, mild. I've okay. done it all. I've been to a lot of spots. I've tried. It's one of these I things I want to like. For what it's worth, but, okay. okay. But I'm just maybe a I got to go with you. Familiar with that. You got to sherpa me through. <laughs> all right, but I'm I have down, been yeah. with people who like know what they're doing, right? And like yeah. we've ordered the thing, and like you know, I've uh, I just like as far as like communal eating goes, like I just um, that's I love that. Like I've always considered myself more of a family style platterman than like a fine dining tweezers guy. Yeah. Um, you know, but like, of course, like really hopefully good food. Right. Yeah. And not just throwing things on a plate, but you know, and, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I just, that's, hey, maybe I that's our that. thumbnail. Like, We're going to do uh <laughs> tripe hot pot. And I'm just like, complete soy boy yeah. face. <laughs> the mushroom cloud above <laughs> me. <laughs> like, <"Whoa>, um, but yeah, bro, like hot, I just like, I always leave a hot pot and I'm like, it, it could be negative 14 outside. I'll leave a hot pot and be like, that just like didn't hit the spot. I don't yeah. Know I is. think, yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. We could check it out. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't know. All right. What is your favorite cocktail? Hmm. I knew this one was coming and I still, okay. And Danny will judge you. Yeah. That, so, that's implied. I know this. I, dude, yeah. I've, I, I think I've only been to Scofflaw once. All right. I that's all you need. In. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. You guys are right next to Giant, right? Yeah. Yep. Dude, Giant's so yeah, it's so good. Oh, fuck. Um, okay. Um, you got to get to Scofflaw and stay till midnight. You get free cookie. Oh, dude, I, that's yeah. what I've been. Yeah. I've gotten the cookie. And you guys had the coziest spot, dude. I was by a, I think, was there a fire? Yeah, in my two fireplace. Yep, yeah, 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 I was by a fire and like this like cool couch. And I had all my friends there because we had just went out for this big dinner. It was oh, great. That's great. Yeah. Um, but my favorite cocktail, um, I tend to go like when I'm looking at a menu, I tend to look at the spirit. And then decide from there if I want to try it. Same. What's um, your spirit preference? Pro- I, I, I like mezcal a lot. Okay. Same. I really like mezcal. Something um, refreshing or something like In the summer, yes. In the winter, here's the thing. Bitter, I'm kind of like sensitive. I'm like a sensi boy to bitter stuff. But here's the caveat. Like my other answer was going to be, I really like a, a Boulevardier. Yeah, mm. Boulevardier is great. I come from like a long line of Negroni enjoyers and I just can't enjoy them <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not a huge negroni fan either. i love yeah them. you know it's funny i've listened to like a lot of your episodes and didn't know that about you yeah that's weird yeah. um, um i would have pegged you as a negroni man because i feel I, like everyone no, I love is a boulevard yeah, which is yeah. so strange yeah um i i like the rye in there like it's just i just like a boulevardier and um but truthfully i mean like i'm a big beer guy I, I like beer and i like a like a you know hipster ass like foggy natural wine yeah. Like in the summer, mm-hmm. like on the beach, you're like like sitting by water. There's a joiner's <laughs> the beer park. coming. Oh, nice. There is a joiner's Ooh. beer coming. Dude, you got it. With uh, Is Was Brewing, Mike Shalal. Hell yeah. Made with tyranny honey. That's right. Really? That's right. Tight. From, Tight. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Look out for a special label. Dude. Yeah. We'll bring you some. Oh, yeah, we do. We are working on label design right now. Sweet. Danny does not uh, think that he was portrayed favorably. <laughs> well, we'll ta- yeah, well, I'll show it to you after, and then oh, you tell oh, me The how. glass is too big? What's <laughs> no, going on? You'll see. It's okay. so funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. it's, just, it's me. I'm, like, super buff, yeah. and then Danny's, like, a puddle <laughs> yeah, you're on just the like, floor. You got, like, you got, like, the, the, the gun. Yeah, they drew me pantsless <laughs> and gave me, like, a micropanus. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's good. Oh, man. Oh, okay. I'll it's funny. It's funny. Yeah, I need to see this now. Yeah, pull it up. Well, well, we're going. All right, I'm moving on to the next question here. It's what, gonna be quickly interrupted by him. Dying well, uh, what, <laughs> what? Oh, here we go. All okay, right, okay. he's he's reviewing the label. <laughs> Dude, you look 
look like Steve Zizzo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do. You do. God, bro. Well, the funny thing is, like, my facial hair obviously changed, but oh yeah, it's so dude. funny. Well, how, who? <laughs> I like the look. It's a fun yeah, cartoon it's a great look. Label, yeah. I the like the that, art The thing style. that's kind of I'm perfect still is into it, it because it's hilarious. It looks like my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the Tierney Honey so thing funny, works. <laughs> Unfortunately, so Danny didn't make it onto his own beer. Maybe that's what the artist thought, dude. That's what you get for blowing off brew day. Danny did not go to brewing day. I didn't say he didn't have a good reason. That's that's the treatment you get on the label. But I do love the label. The bees were not buzzing that day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is one thing, a staple in your fridge at home that might be Mm. unexpected? Mm. Well said. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, because everybody says eggs, right? Which I do. That is my girlfriend's a big... What's with girlfriends and being egg lovers, by the way? Shannon is an egg fan. Yeah, Yeah, my girlfriend Jess is just an egg. Like, all day, I got to have the house stocked with, like, seven dozen eggs. And they're, like, (laughs) gone. They're, like, gone in, like, three days. And I'm like, where are these? I know you're not eating these. Where do you put them? Under the... Under (laughs) our... An Easter project. Living with cool hands. They're good insulators. So, my... My answer is uh, kimchi. Ooh, yeah, nice. I always have a nice jar You're of kimchi. You're like one that you make or a brand that you uh, like? I sometimes make it, but to be real, like I go to Jungbu and H Mart so much. Do and you I, switch it up or are always I have this brand? one brand. I don't know the name of it. Um, if, you send me the label. A, if you send me a pic of it, I'll I would enjoy that. I'll send you a pic. Um, I also have uh, um, gochujang and um, dangjang in my fridge like all the time. Okay. which are the hot pepper paste and the bean paste. It's kind of like a Korean seasoned uh, miso, if you will. Mm-hmm. And then, and you know, gochujang, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pepper paste. Uh, so I just like to rub like proteins with that. I make, you can make a quick sauce with that. You can make a no cook. You can throw it on vegetables. It's just like, I always have, like I grew up, I should probably say like my parents divorced when I was really young. My stepdad married my stepmom when I was like, two three like since i could remember she is half japanese half korean and my grandma step grandma technically is like full-on korean mm. and so she i grew up her taking us out to barbecue korean barbecue like in other food like korean places and you know chinese korean places like all the time lucky kid yeah so like it was that was like a big influence on like it still is like kind of like my take on food and just like what i like to eat on like, yeah. a regular basis so. i'm heading to perilla tonight for the oh, first those time. guys rip i love those yeah. oh really oh yeah. nice okay cool Very uh, exciting. they're opening Delicious. a new spot up right yes right. Steakhouse. Steak. yeah they've been perilla talking about it for a long time yeah the uniforms are gonna be sick oh you're doing their unis yeah, yeah. actually the uniforms are actually really awesome Hell yeah no those guys are great um i did a video with them once oh cool nice yeah korean fried chicken versus nashville hot chicken oh no spoilers yeah. actually it's out so but no i mean like don't don't say who oh shit yeah who wins yeah all right, we're moving out of the kitchen for this one. Right. Favorite band or musician? Ooh, man. Botulism. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is weird, man, because like if you look at my Spotify, I feel like it's not what I listen to, but I guess it is. Or you so, got hacked like Ari Bendersky. Dude, did he get hacked? <laughs> yeah. a great guy. Dude, I just got coffee with Ari. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's hilarious. But yeah, he got he hacked, hacked. And so all did of he his actually get hacked? stuff is like music he's Who never heard. Who hacks a Spotify account? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty classic. Chinese farms hacking Spotify accounts. <laughs> yeah, definitely not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like making it so you don't look cool in front of your friends. <laughs> Oh no! It's like Raffy, Raffy, <laughs> Raffy, Raffy, and Raffy. Um, so my Spotify will tell you that I listen to a lot of drum and bass and screamo. Oh, okay. <laughs> because when I go to the gym, I listen to screamo. When I'm editing, I listen to drum and bass. So I go only like three days a week to like you know maintain. Uh, and uh, and uh, the drum and bass is just like I love like drinking coffee and just like editing, like 
just crushing these like ADHD ass like short form edits because I do all my short form stuff. I can crush an edit depending on the video in like an hour and a half to like you know couple hours maybe for even the long earlier. form ones. Short form, long okay. form. My, my my friend Frankie does that. Does it. that? I, of course, I'm heavily involved in that process as well. But you know, and have taken on more of that recently. But for the most part. Yeah, the short form stuff is what I'm referring to. But, like, if you were to talk, like, classically and ask me, like, outside of my Spotify, like, I'm a big boom bap hip hop, like, 90s. Like, I love A Trap yeah, Called Quest. Same. A That's Trap my called... favorite group of all time. Same. Yeah. Bro, I had, dude, you'd like this. I have a New Jersey Devils Fife jersey oh, from the man. Oh My God video with Busta. The Fife Diggy. Yeah, dude. And it says Fife on the back. And I'm like, where can I wear this? <laughs> Yeah. Like, I can't wear not a Hawks jersey. <laughs> Anytime we hang out. <laughs> so, yeah, I love Tribe Called Quest, like Pete Roxy, all smooth, far yeah. side. Like, Feel free to geek out, Danny. I haven't no, got yeah. so In college, I had a, a hip-hop radio show that was pretty much oh, of that era. nice, dude. Yeah, dude. Uh, we Got the Jazz joiners. has been my favorite yeah, song. It's called Joiners, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've Got the Jazz is your favorite that's song. That's been my favorite song since I was in sixth grade. Yeah, for Midnight Marauders. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Great album. I mean, that's probably my favorite album. Yeah. Then Low End Theory. Yeah, of course, Low End, yeah. And then, actually, the newest album is like kind of in the top yeah there's a couple of nice four. tracks on that one yeah. yeah and then dude dude you'd think this is cool too one time like back in the day before i like was like really doing this full time dude i de- i tagged fife dog before he died and he fucking responded to my dm wow <laughs> yeah dude. what did he say i was just like i probably i don't remember but he did <laughs> wow that's <laughs> cool like, he said unfollow <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like are you, are you kidding me man no i probably just tagged like i was listening to one of his songs and was like maybe like i might i've been saying this for years and like i don't care it can be public like but i like to hide it too like my next dog's name is gonna be five yeah like and it's got to be a cool ass dog yeah very cool dog. You know what I, mean? <laughs> like, I mean just such an amazing group yeah dude now fife to me is don Knotts, barney fife <laughs> andy griffith anyone oh okay okay <laughs> Nick maybe, at night. maybe i'm Nick dating at night. myself Nick at night. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh more uh film content what's your favorite movie um i'm a big nerd for like hayao miyazaki I remember, mm-hmm. like, distinctly my dad bringing... Why did my dad... My dad's a big influence on me, I guess. Um, shout out dad. Yeah, can't avoid it. Here's <laughs> yeah. to dad. Shout out <laughs> Not Papa. David Posey dad. Papa, I love you, yeah. Papa. <laughs> um, we mentioned all of our dads, actually, in this, in this dads podcast. Dads are tight. Cheers to dads. Yeah. Yeah. To dads. Yeah. To random kitchen appliances yeah, yeah, yeah. that you Woo-hoo. get some. Yeah. You know what I learned? When you're not cheating, you probably know To making them. honey. Hun- Dude, that's pretty cool, dad. That's a pretty cool dad <laughs> thing. Yeah, that's dope. But no... Or oh yeah, so my dad brought home from Black Blister. You guys remember Blockbuster? Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, uh, he brought home Princess Mononoke, mm-hmm. and I remember watching it so and being good. like, "What is this?" Yeah, yeah, that's probably my favorite music. Yeah, that's my favorite music as well. Lo- when do you think? At what age do you think kids are old enough? Oh, to dude, I think about that. this all the time. No, no. I don't think of like myself. Like I'm gonna have kids at some point, but like <laughs> I'm not even now, like, for your age? kids. Oh, oh, your kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now. So I was gonna say I'm literally gonna <laughs> raise my. Now. I'm gonna raise my family on Miyazaki's, dude. Like yeah. literally, like I'm gonna be. They're gonna be watching Spirited Away before yes. they can walk. They're gonna be watching it like in their toddler years. I'm, of course, I'm gonna cycle through Porco Rosso. Yeah. I'm gonna do all I'll, the Porco Miyazaki's. Rosso is also. Might might be tied. I think it's Princess underrated, okay. dude. No, dude, you'd be surprised how little people know about Porco Rosso. They know Spirited Away, of course, which yeah, is Princess a banger, Mononoke, yeah. and Mononoke, maybe. But then everything else, which he has this massive catalog, yeah, the Secret Life of Reedy, like all this. I have all of them on Kiki's on, delivery service is another. Favorite. I love Kiki's. It's like the most calming thing to put on. Before Kiki's bed. is is when they're before they're walking. We're gonna hit the Kiki's for sure. Yeah, man, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna try this out. Go deep. Yeah. They're all on HBO. Oh, oh that was the, that was cool. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, oh my god, I don't need my right, discs anymore. Have you seen the Boy and the Heron? I'd saw it in theaters. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I thought. What do you think? A very complicated film. So complicated. I had to I mean, read that's about all we'll say because it's too early. But yeah. 
<laughs> right. I was like, are you sure yeah. you wanted to come yeah. out of retirement but you for know this what's one? Cool? You know what he said about this? Is he was like, animation has gotten, I heard that he said, one of my friends who I trust said this, like, he was like, animation has just gotten it to be such a light lift compared to what it used to be that he could foresee himself doing another one. He should. Yeah. 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 But it is cool. such a beautiful it's world. Cool. I, th- All of it is. I think kids should be raised. Yeah. Yeah. That world and then, is and then I, it's hard to re- refer somebody to that because they're like, they're like, I'm not into anime. You know what I always say? And it's like, well, that's not really what that is. What I always say to people who say I'm not into anime is like, think of it like a film. This is the guy who introduced the Western world to like legitimate animation and like changed the game and like won like regular awards that Titanic would win. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, just kind of go into it with that mindset and like, it's, yeah, you can enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's to Miyazaki. Yeah. All right. And then our last question. If you weren't doing this, mm. omnivorous Adam slash Adam Witt. <laughs> <laughs> what would you be doing? Yeah, and in the intro, should we say Adam Wit or Omnivorous Adam? Oh, dude, whatever you guys want. You can say Omnivorous Adam, sla- Adam Wit. You can whatever. That's you guys' show, man. Oh, like, man. I don't. Yeah, this is confusing. Yeah. Who should we tag? I think like oh, tag well, just tag Omnivorous Adam is the, his account. I actually still. just got. I talked to my Instagram guy and just got Adam Wit. I had to like take it from somebody who like stopped using Instagram. Luckily, yeah, um, that's how we got Scott. Yeah, on. and um, yeah. Anyways, uh. It's Did you have to pay pain. up for that? No, no it's no, just no. like someone's account is inactive, so like Instagram has to like. But it has to be inactive for a certain amount of time. Exactly. They, yeah. A lot of people like will use Instagram but never post, so you have to make sure yeah. they're not actually using it. Yep, Luckily, exactly. this guy wasn't. I always wondered how you got Scofflaw. That's yeah. good. And we have Scofflaw Twitter too. Nice. Yeah, I'm working or on it with X. my TikTok with my YouTube people right now, and it's like a process, which yeah. is like it's one of those things, you know. Um, <sighs> dude, I'm like not. All I care about is this. <laughs> <laughs> if social media went Not away social tomorrow, media, like, I mean, I probably like a, probably a cook somewhere, yeah, like doing just doing the demos. regular old cooking thing, you know. Also, um, maybe in food media in one way or another, more on like the video slash creative side. I don't know what that entails or means, or if anyone yeah. in that space is hiring anybody like that. Who do you think does a great job other than you? Um, in the who's food. your favorite follow? Yeah. Oh, well, in the food space specifically. Yeah. Um, I, I, I kind of alluded to it. I really just like Maddie's vibe because I think, I think of it more or less as like what the video is and like how that video reflects on that person. And I think it like really it's encapsulates like expression. his like, tr- it's very authentic and it like feels fun to watch. It feels like everything he does is him and that there's no I wish like I compromises. Had that Dude, it's insane. How old that guy's got like five kids. That guy's <laughs> yeah, nuts. It's He's a nutcase. Um, no, there's other. I think people. that's how you end up with five yeah. kids. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, no, but like, there's a lot of my friends doing good stuff. Like Stephen from Not Another Cooking Show is great. Um, I my friend Josh Elkin does fun stuff on like short form. Um, I watch, like I said, like a lot of these like weirder channels and yeah. stuff. There's this one guy. You can. It's not really a cooking channel. It's more of an outdoors channel. But he does cook like food. It's a big part of like what he does. And I just found him like two weeks ago, dude. I've watched like his videos minimum like 25 minutes. I've probably watched like 75. His like my girlfriend will come home and be like, ah, because he's on the TV. <laughs> his name. His name is Outdoor Boys. He's this like kind of like nerdy looking like dad. Big guy, 6'4", Alaskan, just like builds bushcraft bushcraft shelters, not (laughs) bushcraft, hopefully, maybe in one of his videos. But like, uh, and then like, uh, you know, can like throw, he like throws down, he's making like curries and like, you know, he'll do like some like pork jowl and just like cut it with his knife and like hang out and like drop facts about nature and like, you know, what you should look out for, like plants, like types of wood that's good for building shelters, like what you should do in your shelter. It's just like super cool. Sounds cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love it. And it's like super un, like not produced at all. It's this dude with a GoPro. Yeah. And it's like that. part of the intrigue. Yeah. yeah. 
I, yeah, turn, I've yeah. pitched the GoPro to Guzo. He says no go. Well, for GoPro's the GoPro is a good secondary, I would yeah. say. Like, if you want like a legit production, like, you know, unless you're out in the field like he is, or like you know, you're in a restaurant or doing something, like, you probably should have a regular camera, right? All right, yeah. fine. Tim <laughs> wanted the, the head one that's head mounted. Dude, my friend Steven, my friend like Steven, the train guy, the train kid, the train kid is the most <laughs> epic. That train. Oh, that guy's amazing, dude. Everyone loves. Dude, train he guy. kills. Yeah, I mean, everyone people train love guy. it. There's train guys, the man. But uh, my friend Steven has this mouthpiece. <laughs> that he literally bites like a mouth guard and it has a GoPro on it. So he has a regular camera, but when he's cooking, sometimes he'll put this mouthpiece in and like film himself stirring pots. And like it's smart, but it, it's probably uncomfortable. Insane, smart, yeah. uncomfortable, like pretty like hilarious and like, you know, and he has not really, now. not <laughs> like not give a fucky, but like it, mm-hmm. it just works for him. It's like part of his channel. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm probably not going that route, but <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, that, that was the last question. So oh, nay, right. thank you for joining us today. Yeah, of yeah. Course, man. thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. It was a blast. And that concludes our conversation with Omnivorous Adam, a.k.a. Adam Wit. Thanks for listening. Remember to check us out on social media. Drop us a review. We've got reels. Haven't you heard? Where do we talk about the reels? They're good. We have cocktails. Danny, tell them about the cocktails. Oh, yeah. Great cocktails tailored to each guest. What's your and strategy? Then, Go, walk us through your strategy, Danny. Um, it really depends. Like, if a guest is super into a particular drink that we haven't featured, it's easy to feature that drink. If, I mean, I think with someone like Joe Briglio, for example, mm. I was like, that's going to be a hard one. Yeah. Pressure. I was like trying to flex, or, you know, I wanted to make Ooh, sure that it was up to that's his, a flex drink. His standard. I, um, that's one that I, I knew that you would um, deliver on that one for Joe. And I'm like, man, I'm going to make this at home. And then I was like, I don't have any of these ingredients. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joe will make it. Do you so. have everything? If I go to Scofflaw and well, yeah, I'll ne- I never come find to my you house. Yeah. Come, you have everything in your house? Yeah, let's do it. Like that? Okay. Let's go right oh, now. I love that. Okay. Well, you know <laughs> that this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. this pod is produced by Matt Haddock, music by Captain Cuts, and of course, our real work's done by the one and only Joe Guzzo III. Thanks for listening this week, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.